You're listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast with your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is episode number 25. We're out in the world and we're, you know, in a bunch of corporate people or, you know, something like that, and we share what we do, and it might feel, um, if we're not in our power, we might feel like, we're less than because our, you know, our businesses, our work is based on the intuitive, the creative, the flow, the ease. But I think to be uh, in deep respect and reverence and value of all of those beautiful feminine, feminine qualities means that in that situation, you feel just as worthy and just as in your power. beautiful people. Welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. This is episode number 25 and you're listening to Letitia Ringe, your host. This podcast is designed to inspire, empower and support you on the journey of uncovering your truth and purpose in the world. So welcome to our final episode of season one of the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. Today, I am speaking with my dear friend and soul sister, Sammy Fleming, about her journey to doing the work she does today as a Beautiful You life coach, trainer, women's circle facilitator, and Reiki practitioner. We're talking all about the divine feminine, being in your power as a woman, sisterhood, working with your feminine cycle, and importantly, how you can work with it, whether you are menstruating or not the power of women's circles, community, and Sammy's tips for discovering purpose. This is a really beautiful conversation that's going to lift you all up. I absolutely adored speaking to Sammy on these subjects. We're so beautifully aligned in our work. And it was Sammy that finally gave me the sign I was searching for to honor my calling to work and support women with the Divine Feminine. So this was a really special conversation to have. Sammy was also one of my trainers in the Beautiful You Coaching Academy. And I attended one of her women's circles in Auckland earlier this year at the Beautiful You Inspiration Day. And I was absolutely blown away with how incredibly special and touching her circle was and the space that she held for all of us. And it was only a matter of days that the seed was planted then for Embrace Your Feminine Essence, which if you've been listening, you'll know is my four week online course that begins next week. So it's very special for me to be sharing this space with Sammy and with all of you on the podcast today. Be prepared. This episode is going to leave you feeling a whole lot more relaxed and relieved about your life. You'll walk away with a fresh perspective, one that is so deliciously soft and yet so powerful. And this is the magic of the divine feminine when we honor this energy within all of us. If you love this episode and want to dive deeper into these topics, then please check out my online course, Embrace Your Feminine Essence. It's open for enrollment until this Sunday, the 1st of July. 
was taught over eight modules, four live group coaching calls, a private Facebook community where we can all connect and eight guided meditations all taught over four weeks. And we explore the different aspects of the divine feminine and how we use that with our masculine energy to create a system and lifestyle that supports us to thrive rather than simply survive. So if you're someone who feels suppressed or frustrated, stressed or burned out, or you're simply ready for change, this is the perfect season to do it. It's cancer season, which is all about celebration. We're connecting on an emotional level. It's all about creativity, the moon, birthing new projects. It's a great time to start new things. So why not come and join us? I've created this course for you and you can find all the details over at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash embrace your feminine essence. Make sure you sign up before this Sunday, the 1st of July. And if you're listening to this episode at a later date and thinking, gosh, I can't believe I missed this, then sign up for the wait list and you can also consider, you know, coaching with me or Sammy one to one. Finally, if you're someone interested in becoming a life coach, Sammy and I are both trained with the Beautiful You Coaching Academy and Sammy is now a trainer there. I'm a certified coach with the Academy now and I would be very happy to chat with you about my experience. I'm also now an affiliate with the Academy, so I will be offering you a special package when you sign up through me. I believe at the moment all intakes for 2018 are sold out, but 2019 dates will soon be released. So just send me a DM or an email if you want to chat. Okay, this is our last episode for the season because I am creating space for the course that I'm running, Embrace Your Feminine Essence, for all the beautiful people who are turning up to be a part of that and to connect on these gorgeous topics. So listen till the end of this episode to hear when I'll be back and Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. It's so wonderful to have you here with us. Okay, let's dive in to the episode. Hi, Sammy. Welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. Hi, Beauty. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to have you here. And to get us started, could you let our beautiful listeners know a little bit about who you are and what you're currently creating in the world today? Mm-hmm. I'd love to. So, as you said, my name is Sammy. I am a uh, my life coach, and this always shifts and changes. But I'm a life coach and a women's circle and workshop facilitator. Uh, I do a bit of Reiki as well, and I have now. Um, so I, I work within my own business, which I love, uh, seeing clients one-on-one online and I spend a couple of days a week out at a beautiful holistic alternative uh, wellness retreat out in Dalesford which is for those that don't know it's like a little spa town outside of Melbourne so I spend about one and a half one or two days a week out there seeing clients and running workshops and doing all sorts of gorgeous things underneath the trees which is so lovely Uh, and Women's circles are such a big love of mine, women's circles and sacred circles. And um, when you ask, what am I creating right now? I feel like that's such a good question that's giving me a moment to pause and actually feel into that. But 
a my next step feels like sacred circles incorporating men and women so yeah and that's actually the first time I've told anyone that so it feels like now it's official it's out in the world and I have to do it um yeah so that feels like that feels like the evolution which is exciting that is so exciting I just got goosebumps when you said that incorporating men and women the sacred circle incorporating men and women that is just so needed I think in our world today absolutely and you know because so many of the topics I know that you focus on is you know very much about the feminine energy and one thing that I'm always sort of drumming into everyone here on this podcast is how that feminine energy is available to men and women it's not about gender it's something that we both have access to so I think, you know, how beautiful that that's obviously something that you'd be tapping into for both genders in your in your circles. Mm, for sure. And I'm, you know, totally with you on that. It's when we talk about uh, the feminine, like we're just about to dive into today mm. in a really deep way, we're talking about the energy. We're not talking about the gender. And I think it's a really important uh, distinction to make here because until you really know that until you really understand that you just you know associate the feminine with the woman but um yeah it's energy absolutely which we all have yep. you know of all genders yep absolutely mm -hmm. and so how did you get to be doing the beautiful work that you do today mm. I think it's Oprah maybe that says <laughs> you know my, my queen that says you can you know, you can look backwards and see the crumbs that led you here. Mm. That's me like wildly paraphrasing what she says. <laughs> She's just in a much more articulate way. But that feels really true for me. So when I was a kid, you know, I can see now that this work was always in me. So I was, I read like literally hundreds of books. I would read and read and read and read and read. And I was really into, you know, as soon as I really could understand this kind of thing or and discover it for myself I started reading a lot of self-development and self-help and I would spend you know days after school at the crystal shop and I was really into having affirmations all over my walls and interpreting dreams and like it all makes sense to me now of course I at that point I I never thought I could turn it into an actual real life job um but it was, yeah, that, that that love of the magic and the mystical and the self-development and the how can we live brighter lives mm -hmm. felt like it was always in me. So I went to university and I, I studied communications and I while I was doing that degree, I sort of, nothing was really pulling me that much. Um, but it was a really amazing experience nonetheless, you know, lots of good party times. And <laughs> and then um, left uni and sort of floated for a while. And really quickly after leaving uni actually to Melbourne, which is where I live now, I grew up in New Zealand. So moved to Melbourne and, and floated and did all sorts of different jobs for a while. And it was around that point that I started feeling this really hardcore desire this really intense pull to somehow talk to people about how they were feeling all the time like that was just what was being 
it was just reverberating within me. Like, I just want to talk to people about how they're feeling. How can I do this? And at that point, um, I was, oh gosh, maybe like eight years, nine years younger than I am now. And, and at that point I felt too sensitive to get into counseling. I felt like it, I, I wasn't able to hold that space necessarily. Um, I felt like I would be sort of thrown about by that kind of work. So, and I'd never heard of life coaching, mm. you know, in those early days. And I think it was through following some people on social media and reading blogs and, you know, that kind of thing that I discovered that life coaching was a thing. And I remember landing on the Beautiful You website, which is the academy that I trained with, and feeling like those words were meant for me. Like I just, I felt like, oh, there's a, there's a job for this. Mm-hmm. Like every single thing I'm called to do, there's a way to actually train in it. And so, you know, in that moment, I knew that it was for me and my path. And from that moment, um, literally from that moment, you know, until this moment, it's always been a sure thing. Mm-hmm. It's always been really like a really strong, deep knowing within me that this is my life's work. This is my soul's work. And I just, I feel so blessed and so lucky to have found that so early on. Uh, And I'm also stoked and really excited that I get to keep learning and keep doing this for another, you know, I hope 70 years. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's optimistic. Um, But yeah, I just, I, I feel like being in this, in this industry, in this world, doing this work means that we get to keep learning and learning and learning and learning. And I love that so much. So yeah, I guess that has, you know, there's all of these little crumbs that led me up until this point. And I know that there'll be evolution after this, Mm. but um, yeah, that's what's brought me here. That's wonderful. I love that you talk about, you know, bringing it back to what you enjoyed doing as a kid and seeing all the crumbs that you can now. I mean, it's it's difficult when you're when you're there or as a teenager, you know, you don't notice those sort of things, but when you in hindsight, it just all seems so obvious and it's really satisfying to be able to go back and and draw those um to yeah, to be able to create that. I guess picture of yourself that was always there it's not like that's I really love how people do talk about a coming home you know in self-development but also in when you are aligned with you know your soul's work or um, or your purpose it really is a coming home it's a an embracing who you always were um, before you forgot who you were potentially and that's what that that, I don't know those words just really came to me as as I heard your story and um, and I love that you also said that this work was always in me. Yeah. And I love that you say that because at the time I definitely didn't recognize it, you know, because we just think it's normal, particularly when we're kids and we're teenagers, we just think that what we're experiencing is, of course, what we're experiencing. It just is, is the way it is. Not only did I not recognize or celebrate it, but I think the opposite was probably true. Like I was, you know, in some ways, like the black sheep of my family, everyone was super sporty and I wasn't, I just wanted to read all of the books and, um, learn all of the things and, you know, have all the crystals. And (laughs) 
so it was something that I was, I guess I, I wouldn't say I was embarrassed about it, but I definitely wasn't proud of it. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't like, oh, I found my thing. I was like, oh, what is this thing that I seem to be into? Yeah. And it's also, I mean, even when you do sort of step into like, you know, I'm, I'm going to study with Beautiful You as a life coach. I'm going to have a business as a life coach. You know, there's still also that, okay, this decision feels so incredibly right for me. And then there's the, oh, I got to tell everyone I know that this is what I'm doing with my life. And so it's that, you know, you feel so at home with this, with the work, but then it's coming out to the world in that work as well. That's like another piece of the puzzle. Yes. And I, so actually part of what I do now as well is train new life coaches Mm -hmm. through Beautiful You. And that's a conversation that we so often have because when I, uh, first put myself out into the world <laughs> doing this work, that was a total fear for me. Like what is everyone that knew me beforehand going to think? And that was much more of a fear than what is everyone that has not yet met me? Like what do strangers <laughs> think about me? I wasn't worried about that, but I was worried. I was worried about what people who knew the younger me or who knew um, the me before that would think. And I think that's a really common thing. I mm. think it's a it's something that I see come up uh, for people that are stepping into all sorts of, you know, different areas of work or of living or whatever it might look like. But I think the truth of it is that 99% of the time, everyone's just really happy for us. And everyone's just really excited by the fact that we're following what we love and that's an inspiration right you know it is for me when I look around and I see people doing their thing I'm super inspired by that so uh as much as it was a fear and thank god it's no longer but (laughs) it was a fear and I know it's really present for people as they begin and put themselves and their hearts out into the world I think it's really important to remember that you know generally almost every single time everyone just wants you to be happy and wants Mm. the best for you. Yes, absolutely. It's funny this morning on Instagram, I posted this um, little quote about what trust means. And I had, had the caption that said, you know, don't you hate it when you feel like people are um, judging everything you do and you say, um, And then I said, so why do we do that to ourselves then? And then I spoke about Mm -hmm. trust, you know, trusting that people are there to support us and trusting mm-hmm. ourselves, you know, the way that we're feeling and how important mm-hmm. that is. But, yeah, I think we there's so much energy that we use assuming that people, are, the people around us aren't going to support us. And, um, and you know, if we, if we stopped wasting all of that energy doing that, just think about, you know, how much even just mind power we would have back, how much energy we'd have back from not um, going through that. But it, it is, it's a, it's definitely a common fear. Yeah. And it's pretty wild when you think about it like that, like how much energy we're expending in that worried state when we could, yeah, instead channel it into doing something creative or actually building what we're building. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I also really um, wanted to just point out, you mentioned the feeling of floating between university Mm. and sort of figuring out what your next step is. And I think that's the perfect way to describe that feeling of um, not really um, having the reins to your life, like not being in the driver's seat. You're sort of, life is 
passing you by. You might be you're moving with it, but you don't feel like, you know, you've really got the direction. And um, I think that for anyone who's listening, who is wondering, you know, how do I know when I'm feeling more aligned with, you know, what my purpose or my soul's work might be? I think that feeling of floating or drifting is a really um, great way to, to, to tap into that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that floating phase can be really powerful if you allow yourself to explore within it. So it can be really easy to hate on the floating, mm-hmm. you know, for the floating to be really um, to be happening in your life or to, for you to be in that floating space and just think, oh, my God, like I'm so impatient. I really need to find my thing. And why am I here? I thought I would be somewhere else by now, which is, you know, definitely what I thought and what I what I hear so many other people say, like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Um I thought I'd have it all figured out by now. Mm. And that's a lot of pressure to put on ourselves firstly, but also I think that blocks us from being open to the callings, Mm. you know, being open to these little miracles that might show up in our days, maybe giving us hints or showing us what could be possible or allowing us to explore without any pressure of finding the thing immediately. Um, and let it be an exploration, like a really playful time. Yes. Oh, that is such a great point because it is all the magic is in the journey. You know, it's not about the destination. I always used to love in my year 12 high school um, English, they'd always talk about it's the journey that matters, not the destination. And we studied that for a whole year and I just had it drummed into me. And and it's so wonderful at, you know, 10 years later or, you know, 13 years later, <laughs> I am still using this same phrase all the time <laughs> because that mm-hmm. is that's where all the learning is. Yeah, you know, we think we want to get, we just want to jump ahead to that end. And, um, but, you know, that floating stage is that opportunity to receive the inspiration, which is really exciting and so, so just as important as getting to where we want to go. Completely. And just one thing I'd like to mention here as well is that the floating phase will continue to show up in all Mm. sorts of different ways, right? Like even when we've, and I'm doing all the air quotes, like found our thing, like found our soul's work or our life's work, whatever it might feel like, found our purpose, we're still going to have periods of being in limbo or being in the unknown or being in like the fear of, oh my God, what's next? I have no idea. And so I think that, yeah, being kind of comfortable in the float is important. Absolutely. And actually I was listening to a podcast just yesterday with the on the Create Playground with Kristen and Natalie and they were talking about the subject of mastery. And uh, I can't remember what the resource was, but they were talking about uh, a book that they'd read about mastery and they were talking about, you know, the, the plateau you know, that period of plateau is like the most important thing to be able to withstand because like true mastery is really being able to stick through the plateau periods um, and and add it for, you know, like 10 years or whatever. That's where all the magic is. It isn't on those, you know, really intense um, high periods because, you know, they're not sustainable. It is when things aren't, it's been able to keep through the, yeah, you know, this is kind of don't know where things are going, but I'm just still going to keep at it. 
Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. pretty powerful. So, yeah. well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about how you got to be doing the work that you do today. I would love to now dive into a subject that I know is very close to your heart, and that is all about what is feminine energy and the divine feminine. What does that mean to you? I'd love to hear your take on that. Mm, I love this question. Um Okay, where do I start? I feel like I could talk for that for Um Okay, two main points actually. The first one is to me the feminine energy and the divine feminine are the energies, the values, the traits, the characteristics, the states of being that have been thought of as less than for a long time or not as important or not as valuable or not as, um, yeah, not as maybe important. Um, and I mean, when I talk about those energies, we're talking about like intuition and compassion and nurturing and, uh, like flow. Mm. That's the word I was looking for. Flow and ease and uh sisterhood and all of that you know that kind of those kind of energies were have not been celebrated for a long time and we're in a really amazing time of life at the moment where that is being lifted really quickly like the importance and the power of the feminine energy is being seen and recognized at a really rapid rate Mm. and I am so happy about that. Me too. Uh, Yeah, I think, you know, an interchangeable term that we can use when we talk about the feminine is yin, right? So a lot of us would have heard of the yin and the yang, Um, the yin being like the softer, again, the intuitive, the being state rather than the doing, the resting rather than the achieving, um, the receiving rather than the being productive. Um, And all of those energies are really, really, really imperative to all of us because we are not supposed to be in a state of charging through and doing all the things and smashing it 100% of the time. It's not sustainable and it's not healthy and it's not um, where we, any of us, thrive Mm -hmm. to be in that, you know, that yang state, so that masculine state, the opposite, you know, the Mm -hmm. doing, the the Um, productivity the achieving and so the feminine energy for me is of course all of that beautiful softness and when I say softness I actually I mean one of my very favorite terms is there is so much strength and softness because I believe that so much and we've been taught to think the opposite like we've been taught to believe that to be sensitive to be intuitive to be heart-led to be uh, gentle is to be weak Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that now the truth uh, is really coming out and that the truth is that it's the very opposite you know all of those traits all of those states of being all of those innate qualities that we hold and women tend to and I don't want to really get too gender specific here but I, there is, um, it is, you know, said and 
anecdotally seems to be very true that women hold these traits within them really strongly, naturally. And so seeing this revival of the reverence of these traits is is a beautiful thing. Mm. And for me the other the other sort of aspect of that question that you ask, you know, what is the divine feminine? What is the feminine energy? For me is embracing all of what it is to be a woman. Mm. And when I say that, uh, I guess I'm sort of, and I know you and I are not going to talk too much, I don't think, about menstrual cycles today, but um, within, you know, the menstrual cycle space, within a typical month we experience all sorts of different archetypes and you know women within us mm-hmm. and so to really embrace the divine feminine and the feminine energy is to embrace all of what it is to be a woman so you know throughout the course of a month you know years lifetimes we can be really like cute and lovely and sweet and kind and you know gentle and motherly and nurturing and wise as all things and um, we can be ruthless and angry and wild Mm. and frustrated and we can be really connected and we can be so intuitive and we can be you know the ultimate receivers and we can download all of the things from the universe and so I think that the feminine energy is not just the, you know, the the lovely, soft, kind, sweet energy mm-hmm. at all. It's also the wild, fiery, angry, passionate um, woman that is within all of us, or feminine energy that is yeah. within all of us. Yeah. Absolutely. I just, Absolutely. at the moment, one of my favorite books is Women Who Run With The Wolves. Um, Mm -hmm. it is just, I mean, my mom had been trying to get me to read this book for years, actually years. And I picked it up years ago and I just, it it wasn't the right time. And now I just, I, I mean, I'm still like going through it, but I just have so many notes throughout it all. It's so incredible, Mm -hmm. but that really taps into that more, the, that wild and well, also she talks about all different aspects of it, but that, that wild nature that is within women is, um, yeah, it's not something that we really associate with, especially words like femininity and, and feminine, you know, it is, it does tend to have that softer connotations. And actually I just, I, um, and aired a podcast episode, uh, the other week and it was all about what are the difference between masculine and feminine energy and as I was doing that and I spoke about it in the episode, I really, I realized just most of these words, you know, uh, like even feminine or soft or ease, you know, how do you feel when, I, when, when you think about those words and compared to things like action and hard and tough and um, productive, you know, those um, are words that have a real positive connotation to them, the, um, those masculine action uh, compared with these feminine words and so f- for me because I always thought about was I a natural feminine strength or masculine strength uh, woman and I believe that I'm a feminine strength woman but like many women I put on my you know masculine hard exterior to 
sort of survive in the world and to be accepted and all of that. So that was it. That was a uh, forgetting and a sort of turning my back on a lot of these feminine qualities. And I think that is a position that a lot of people find themselves in. And then it's about um, allowing that you know feminine energy to to come up and be accepted within you again and valued. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say that is a very common story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also needing to, of course, embrace those masculine qualities too, because we need to get things done. And, you know, like for me, I am running a business and that requires me to be in my masculine energy a lot of the time Mm -hmm. because um, otherwise there will be no business. And it just, I think uh, being aware of both of the energies and being really conscious of choosing to be in one or be in the other and knowing that you actually have the power, the capacity, the ability to shift from one to the other is a really beautiful thing too because then we can access both and use both of them and uh, love both of them and, you know, hold no resentment to being in our masculine because we know it serves us and then know when we want to drop or soften into our feminine state. Yes, this is such yeah. an important point because it's that um, paradoxical thinking, you know, we can be both or it's both at the same time and neither at the same time. It's not about having to choose between one or the other, which I think like in Western thinking, you know, paradoxical thinking isn't something that's really understood as well as it is in maybe Eastern, um, in the East. And so it's really difficult for us to understand because we feel like we do have to choose. It's always, um, you know, where, where it's about identity, I guess, and, and the ego being tied up in one over the other. We have to either be masculine or we're either feminine. And mm-hmm. that's that's the beauty of it all. We're actually both. <laughs> mm-hmm. Completely. And I saw within the, you know, the spiritual or the coaching world a few years ago now, a real dive into the divine feminine, like, you know, like an all-in approach. Mm. And now I see the pendulum swinging back to be sort of somewhere in the middle Mm. because to be, you know, all in um, 100% of the time, yeah, just doesn't work and we're not supposed to be doing that and you know the 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 fiery doing action sides of us are so needed and so great yeah and also the one of my um one of my mentors uh Jess Lively she talks a lot about the difference between action and inspired action and I think mm. that's a really beautiful example of when you are using and drawing from both energies because the masculine, sorry, the masculine, yeah, we talk about the action that's getting stuff done. But if you've got that inspiration and that those creative powers behind your action and your flow, you know, you're in your flow or working with your flow when you're taking action, that level of uh, the output is so much more easeful you know you're you still use a lot of energy but you don't feel like you're using as much energy and um and it's way more productive because your um the outcome is just you know more innovative and you know creativity is always amazing we we really do value creativity i think as a society um, but potentially we don't all believe that we are creative um, and that's another uh, topic, but yeah, so it's that, I love that difference between inspired action and action. Mm, yeah. I love that. That's a game changer mm. for sure. 
Yeah, mm. absolutely. Hi, beautiful. This is Letitia here. I hope you're enjoying this wonderful conversation with Sammy. It's so juicy, isn't it? Now, I want to stop for a moment and just pause this conversation to remind you about the offer to join the first live intake of Embrace Your Feminine Essence, my four-week online course designed to reconnect you with your feminine energy and integrate that with your masculine. If that sounds like something that you'd love to create in your life, then please join us in Embrace Your Feminine Essence. You can sign up before the 1st of July, which is this Sunday at LetitiaRinch.com forward slash Embrace Your Feminine Essence. And so you also spoke about the, um, the, the other aspect about encompassing everything it means to be a woman. And you're talking about the menstrual cycle and the different, you know, uh, life phases that we have as women. I think those, so those archetypes, you know, being able to, it's, this is also, um, not having to choose one over the other. It's another example of being all of these at once and being able to accept that you are all of these women potentially at the same time or potentially, you know, changing from day to day, from hour to hour, from week to week, it's um, undefined. Completely. And I think really embracing all of that is so key Mm. rather than resist it. You know, if we feel frustrated about something, allow ourselves to feel that frustration and see what's there and see what needs to be looked at and, and all of that and not just um, push it down or push it away and, you know, desire to get back to that really lovely, kind, sweet girl because <laughs> that's not us all of the time. Of course it's not. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and the, yeah, I mean, you said, you know, you always love talking about how um, people were feeling and so that's so like interesting that this you do focus on feminine energy too because you know it's all about feeling and i think even within that there's the good what we think are good feelings and what we think are bad feelings mm-hmm. but you know that both of them are good because they let us know you know when things might need to change they're also you know um, um amazing sources to draw from for creativity you know if we think about musicians or a lot of art, a lot of that has um, been made from, you know, a difficult emotions and um, have created like really incredible, you know, masterpieces. So these, th- these emotions are all, you know, available to us. And I think looking at them through the lens of what's good and what's bad, we're kind of missing out um, on being able to, you know, really use them to our advantage. Do, do you feel um, something similar when it comes to feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> when it comes to feelings, yes, I do. Um, I think I'm all about feeling the feelings. Like I'm all about <laughs> feeling all the feelings. Okay. I think our emotions are, are great teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I also think that we have attached a real story to feelings that we would associate with being negative. And if we were to strip back the stories of what we've told ourselves, so like let's, you know, for example, talk about anger. Mm -hmm. If we strip back the story of anger being bad and anger being wrong and anger being um, a response to a bad thing Mm -hmm. and instead 
you know, allow it to just be the sensation for what it is Mm. and allow ourselves to just listen in and ask what needs to be processed here or allow it to be processed in whatever way. You know, there's all sorts of anger processing tools out there in the world. (laughs) I think that's uh, being in our power Mm. and not shying away from the human experience, which is the entire emotional spectrum. Absolutely. And I think that's really important what you said about experiencing the physical sensation of it. And, um, and I mean, that's a game changer in itself, just being able to sit there and, you know, identify, well, how does it feel in my body? Um, because some of our emotions, I think we have a limited understanding of all the emotions that we might be feeling. And so sometimes unless we're actually physically connecting to how it feels in our body we might think that it's actually something else and um yeah so that's been a real game changer for me actually being able to okay I'm having this feeling well what are the physical sensations that I'm actually experiencing and then and using that as the sort of starting point to then dive into well you know why and and what do I need how can I express this emotion and and then once you feel it and express it you know it often passes a lot quicker um well definitely quicker than when we repress it because it just sort of gets stuck there (laughs) of course yeah we need to allow ourselves to feel the feelings process them and allow them to actually come out right and so um in I, I run um sometimes like emotional understanding workshops and in those we have and you can just get these online um a like an emotional scale that has all of the main emotions that we feel which can be really handy to have as a tool if you're wanting to deepen into understanding what certain feelings feel like in your body because the difference between frustration and anger feel like we might intellectually think they are similar and we feel them in our body and we realize how different they actually are um, the stories we've attached to different feelings and then how they're best processed mm. ourselves. Yeah, knowing ourselves as we do. Yes, and, and that's the, that, this is the difference between masculine and feminine because it, the experience of this is different for each and every one of us because it's subjective, <laughs> mm-hmm. not objective. And this is the, I think, you know, this is why feminine energy is a lot harder to understand um, for people because it, it is um, it, it has to be experienced and it is different um, depending on yeah what, how, what the experience is for you so we might be talking about one thing and that might sound like something else you know and so that's why yeah it's really it's so much harder to grasp yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah So I'd love to talk about with the menstrual cycle, because I know you do a lot of work on the menstrual cycle. And um, we recently had Claire Baker on who sort of explained the seasons to us, which you also I've heard you speak about. And it was so incredible. I'd love you to talk about um, you also talk a lot. And I think this is so important about the no matter whether you're bleeding or not, menstruating or not as a woman, um, you still have access to a feminine cycle or you still have an ex- and experience a feminine cycle. Yeah. So this is something I feel pretty fiery about. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the 
the reason for that is, uh, so I've had, um, you know, multiple clients come to me and say, I just, I'm really intrigued by that whole cycle thing. And I really wish I had that. Mm -hmm. Like, I really wish I experienced that. But for whatever reason, they're not currently experiencing the menstrual cycle, be it, um, you know, like a procedure that they've had or or menopause or, you know, there's all sorts of different reasons. Uh, And some by choice and some not by choice. And I, it broke my heart every time to hear that they didn't feel they could identify with the very feminine thing of having a cycle, you know, and there's so much magic in our menstrual cycles, right? Mm. But then there's also so much magic in just the feminine cycle as a whole. So, um, Every yeah, I, I very strongly believe that every single woman experiences uh, what it is to be a cyclic woman, mm-hmm. um, and that of course looks different for all of us, and, and definitely something to explore if it's something new for you. Um, but if you are not currently experiencing a menstrual cycle, a really great and easy way to start. Um, tracking your cycle I suppose to start start really deepening into your understanding of your you know magical cycle ways is to track with the moon mm. so it's yeah it's no coincidence that you know the standard menstrual cycle is 28 days and you know it's the same as the lunar cycles and we're really connected mm. as woman our bodies are so connected to the earth the seasons the moon uh all of it and if yeah if women don't experience the bleed you know the full menstrual cycle allowing um themselves to track with the moon the new moon as though it's the bleed the full moon as though it's the ovulation and um and start playing with it in that way because there is, you know, if, if you identify as a woman, it means that you experience what it is to have a cycle. Mm. And that is a really powerful force. So, uh, yeah, I guess I just want to, like, reiterate to anyone that's ever heard that they don't have a cycle because the amount of times I've heard people um, that have been told that, you know, people have told me that they've been told that, that they don't have a cycle, is wild Mm. and so if you've ever been told that know that that is totally not true you are you know connected to the moon and and your body is a magical um cycle loving being Mm. oh it's it's just that's so important i really really love that that that's a very loud a message that I've gotten from you loud and clear and i think it's so important for people to understand that because when we, as we were just talking about before, you know, this cyclical, apart from the hormonal fluctuations, it is this being able to embrace the different, um, you know, archetypal and, um, and also just even personality traits, you know, within Mm -hmm. us all existing at the same time. And yeah, working with the moon is just that, that really helped me as well, be able to really connect to my own cycle on a a much deeper level and also it's really beautiful to be able to experience that connection with the moon because it's kind of just 
before you start working with it, it's kind of just there. And you're like, hey, there's a, you know, there's a moon. <laughs> That's it. But you don't really understand, you know, the different phases of the moon cycle and, and the energy and, you know, and how it affects people and, you know, how women, you know, we often sync up with each other and, you know, we, we can sync up with the moon once you start tracking it. It's so fascinating. It's wild. <laughs> That's wild. It's so fascinating. And I know I've said this word, you know, like a lot of times in the last <laughs> minutes, but there's actual magic in mm. my eyes. And I, so I ran a, um, a group coaching program all around the menstrual cycle. And as part of it, I did an interview with my now husband and um, I asked him like, I mean, all the questions about periods, but also I asked him, you know, what is it like for you now to understand the the ways of the cycle and and one of the his main points he was just like in awe of the fact that we are so connected to everything around us mm. um, and the moon particularly he was like what is that magic <laughs> you know because it is and until we really uh, connect to it until we see how intertwined we are and how we're just really these creatures roaming on the earth that are, you know, really super connected to the moon above us and the earth around us. Um, yeah, it's a crazy thing. It's an amazing thing. Definitely. And it's also so helpful at um, helping a person turn to themselves um, rather than looking to what's happening around you because you really have to feel it for yourself and to be able to understand and experience it for yourself. So it's a really great practice for sort of uh, owning your own truth and your own, you know, authenticity. Absolutely. And part of, you know, the wild feminine, which I know we touched on just briefly earlier, is being connected to the world around us. Mm. And, you know, it's really easy now to live in our houses and just have the lights on and, you know, not really feel connected to the moon, not even hardly see the moon. Yeah. Uh, but having that understanding of how, you know, this beautiful lady Luna in the sky affects us month by month by month is one really incredible way to start being more connected to the world around us. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And so how has understanding all of this about the, you know, being a cyclic woman and, and about, you know, the power in your menstrual cycle, how has this sort of added or, um, yeah, giving you more ease and flow into your own life? Yeah, that's such a good question. So hmm, firstly, I'd say it's made me feel far less crazy. <laughs> and <laughs> by that I mean like, you know, we've talked about how we shift through all of these different personality traits and archetypes and states of being throughout the course of a month or, again, years in life you know, our whole life. But before I understood that, I would really question myself. So, you know, one week I would find something really easy and two weeks later I'd find a total struggle, like full-blown struggle city. And I didn't get it and I would kind of, uh, like I would just berate myself a little, going mm. like, why? Like what's What's, what's with you today? I don't get it, you know. I thought we loved this thing. I thought we <laughs> found it really easy. And 
so not understanding meant that uh, those challenges would come up quite a lot mm. and now understanding for me at certain times of my month what feels really easy or really easeful and what feels challenging or like a struggle uh, at you know other times of the month is an actual game changer. I feel like it is a little easier for me to work with having my own business and it is a slightly different thing of course when you when you work for someone and um, you're showing up to an office five days a week but there's absolutely ways to honor the shifts, ebbs and flows and changes in your energy for sure either way. Um, but it's it's allowed me to work to my strengths mm -hmm. and to what is joyful and easeful depending on where I am in my month. And when I say that, it makes it sound like my entire month is just easeful and joyful and there's no <laughs> struggle and that is not true. Um, you know, of course, like real life happens and I have to do things on days that are challenging for me or um, you know, something's due by a certain date or whatever it might look like where I have to, um, I guess like go against if I was living fully, completely hundred percent by my cycle, I have to sort of slightly go against my natural energies, but predominantly that is now the case. I feel like, um, after years of tracking and getting to know and love my cycle, I have a, a real awareness around what works for me and what doesn't work for me at different times of the month. And that in itself allows for some real flow. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the great thing, isn't it? Once you sort of become aware of what your tendencies are um, at in the certain seasons or phases of your cycle, then you can sort of start to plan accordingly as well, you know, leveraging each of those. I really love to use the example, you know, like in summer, I, you know, that's when I'm going to be doing, you know, a lot of my video content or Facebook lives, or I'll be, um, you know, doing a lot more calls, you know, just a lot, a lot more face-to-face -face sort of stuff. And in the winter, you know, I'm going to strip back as much as possible because mm -hmm. even though I can do it, yeah, sure. You can do it. Um, absolutely. But it doesn't feel as good to do it. And it's, uh, I think that's a really, it's all about, you know, being able to conserve your energy so that for the overall cycle, you're, you know, operating as best as you can. So I think that's really interesting rather than just shifting from focusing on what the day brings to you, you know, just this day, but, you know, the overall cycle, getting as much as possible from that requires that you have to respect your energy levels at throughout the different phases. Yes, and our cycles are set up as the most perfect system. Like it blows my mind month after month after month. But essentially, you know, we go through a life cycle yeah. every single month. And so when we're talking about ease and flow, you know, whether we're creating a project, um, whether we're building our businesses, whether we're, you know, wh whatever it might look like, we get to experience the winter so the you know intuitive downloading receiving guidance resting mm -hmm. restoring really allowing our energy to be still so then we can actually you know have energy reserves later in the month and then we get to go out into the world feeling like really bright-eyed and excited and put whatever 
guidance or you know whatever inspiration that's that we've received out into the world and then we get to bloom in our summer Mm -hmm. and then we get to edit and be ruthless Mm -hmm. in our in our autumns and around and around it goes it's the perfect it's the perfect business system (laughs) yeah it really is and it yeah and it encompasses the masculine and the feminine and the yin and the yang throughout it it's so it is magical (laughs) it's magical yeah oh I love that and I think you know when because you know extroversion is so um valued especially i guess in the west and some places more than others like you know america um you know more than the uk potentially but so so summer seems like such a fantastic you know that's when you really get all your work done but it's this valuing our feminine qualities like the receiving like the intuitive like that that you get during a winter where it's you know at its peak that that's we need to just shift our perspective about what we value because that's still work it's not just work just showing up you know if you're in a corporate world showing up for meetings during your summer and you know that's not where all the work happens a lot of people know that because you know you got to you still got to go and do the work you got to get the ideas you got to get the inspiration you got to and and the editing part you know that's a, a massive part of any project we do so i think it's yeah just being able to really value um it go well yeah we're coming back to being able to value the feminine qualities and just really um, understand that there is this I guess collective influence on the way we perceive the feminine that's just sort of been carried on for centuries and and we're only sort of starting to now lift the layers on all of that and why we believe you know softness is something that's um, not not as good as hardness mm. and yeah 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 and yeah that's a really good example of of how the feminine energies are just as important and you know equally valued within the cycle Mm. world and how unsustainable it would be to be just in our spring and our summer at all times just like full-blown creating blooming out in the world like showing the world everything um, without any space to go within and get those ideas and tune into ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Even just thinking about it makes me feel like really tired. I just want to go to sleep. Yeah, so exhausting. (laughs) So exhausting. So exhausting. (laughs) So Sammy, what does it mean to you to be in your power as a woman? Mm. I love that question. Um, what does it mean to be in my power as a woman? I think it means one thing it means to me is to be unapologetic. Mm. So to be completely at peace and at home and comfortable with being in all of those juicy, delicious feminine energies that we've spoken about. Mm. And so even if we, if just to, you know, give you an example, like if we're out in the world and we're, you know, in a bunch of corporate people or, you know, something like that and we share what we do and it might feel, um, if we're not in our power, we might feel like, we're less than because our, you know, our businesses, our work is based on the intuitive, the creative, the flow, the ease. But I think to be uh, in deep 
respect and reverence and value of all of those beautiful feminine qualities means that in that situation you feel just as worthy Mm. and just as in your power um, as someone that might be, say, more in their masculine. So, yeah, to be to be in my power, that's the first word that comes to mind for me, unapologetic. Um, and I think I think a really important part of the equation too is to lift to be in your power is to spend a whole lot of your time lifting other people into theirs. Mm. And this is something that I just feel so strongly. I am, you know, I'm, this is one of the reasons I just love women's circles and, and this kind of work and, and coaching and all of that so much is because this is what we get to do. You know, we're not in that space of comparing or, tearing each other down we're in that space of lifting each other up and I mean there's one of my very favorite very favorite quotes is we rise by lifting others Mm. and every time I read that and I think I've read it like 8,000 times in my life (laughs) every single time I'm still like yes that is it because it's true and yeah so for me a lot of being in your power is spending a lot of time lifting other people into this oh I love both of those points about being unapologetic and also feeling and that's about actually feeling worthy you know bringing it back to what you have power over you know you can feel worthy if you make the choice to feel worthy um standing in that in your um power as a woman and yeah the you know community over community and connection over competition you know collaboration over competition I always love those messages but it's so true because you know we're all in this on earth together and we can't do it all alone and I think that's one of the big things about um, understanding feminine energy is really realizing that you can't do it all you know you need to be able to receive support and help and ask for it and all of that and these are qualities that uh, many of us um, have forgotten because you know independence is something that's really highly valued I think especially as women and so but when we realize yeah you know if we've got two people you know working together to get something done there's more energy in that you're going to you're going to be able to do more and we all have these like wonderful you know skills and abilities and powers and if we can help people stand in their powers, then, you know, we we all benefit. It's not just the person. And even if it is, how amazing they're standing in their light. And um, and that just inspires us then. So thank you so much. I really, yeah, that's, it's really touched me. Thank you. Mm, pleasure. And I feel like that is, again, one of the feminine energies is to lift the collective mm-hmm. and for it to be like, we're in it for everyone. We're not just in it for ourselves. And that is, you know, I, I don't want to get too deep into this because, again, I could talk about this for so long, but, like, <laughs> that's where the patriarchy really shifted things. It was like mm. it's all about me, it's all about me. Yeah. But actually being really rooted in that feminine energy means it's all about us. Mm. Oh, I love that. And and one of, you know, you spoke, you know, you're a women's circle facilitator and you hold a lot of circles and you're looking at doing this sacred circle for men and women, which I'm so excited to, you know, see you do. 
the so I've experienced I've been to one of your circles it was an incredibly powerful experience I've been to some other circles they've also been really powerful I think there's just so much power in um in a in a woman's circle or maybe it's just sitting in circle um what why why do you think sisterhood and you know women's circles are so powerful mm. So women's circles have been around forever, yeah? Like it's the way that we used to come together and celebrate things and discuss things um, was literally in the shape of a circle but also with ritual and um, beauty and, uh, you know, connection. And so I think just actually feeling into what you said earlier about, you know, how often people say that when they've found the work that they're going to do, they feel like they're coming home or that they've, you know, they've found their home. Um, I hear a really similar thing at circles. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I feel like I've come home or I feel like this sense of remembering, this sense of remembrance um, as though they've done it before. Yes. And I think it's a really powerful experience to be in a space which is completely non-judgmental set up for connection and sharing and love and to be completely accepted exactly as you are Mm. and so I mean that's always one of my guiding missions is you know that feeling but for someone to show up completely accepted and loved for wherever they're at, however they're feeling, is it can be really transformative. So, you know, you're just as worthy to sit in circle if you've had like the roughest week ever and you're feeling awful or if you are on top of the world and feeling incredible or if you're going through a really dark time or if you're there, you know, just to have a really joyful connection experience, whatever it might look like you're equally as worthy to be there and you're equally as loved. And I think that there's something really powerful in that. Yeah. I, I see. Absolutely. Yeah. I see a woman take to ritual and magic because that's the word of our podcast. Um, <laughs> so easily. It's like a, it feels like a really natural thing for a lot of women to play in that space. Uh, and that's always a real joy to see. It's always like I'm always super stoked and excited to, to watch, you know, first timers in a circle mm. step into that space. And there's often, you know, a little bit of nerves around mm. being in that space for the first time because it can feel a little confronting like, where am I? What is this? But, you know, Circle is a very safe and gentle and um, loving space. So once those nerves settle, it's always a really powerful and beautiful experience, I think. Yes. Oh, that makes so much sense when you talk about it being a coming home and um, and also about being a place where you're, you know, accepted for who you are as you are. You know, it's such a welcoming environment. And, you know, it's the same with coaching. The space that um, we set up as coaches for a person is that they're, you know, fully seen and heard. And there is so much power in that. So 
in a group where you're all doing that for each other as well you know it's just magnified um even more it's yeah so beautiful so thank you so much for sharing uh on sisterhood and women's circles because i think they're so just so awesome and i loved going to your one so yeah if anyone has an opportunity to go to one of sammy's you should definitely check it out because it is it really is a magical experience and that is the <laughs> that is the word of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I loved having you at, at that circle in New Zealand. Um, yeah, it was just the best. Loved it. It really was. So much magic. And so my final question for you, and, you know, this is just, you know, we can keep it um, really simple, just like what your top tips are for someone who is, you know, really looking to find uh, more purpose in their life. Mm. Yeah, so I think the question's actually really perfectly timed because I think that really circles back to what we touched on at the beginning and that is to follow the curiosity. Mm. And and I think even that word curiosity takes the pressure off. Firstly, take the damn pressure off yourself <laughs> to like have everything figured out because um, that's not the human experience. You know, we're going to be exploring for a really long time. We're going to continue to explore and explore. Um, but following what you're curious about and allowing you yourself to kind of go down that wormhole. So if you feel the pull towards something, allowing yourself to actually explore that rather than just going, oh, that's silly or that's like a waste of time or, you know, whatever might come up for you or this is not legitimate. Uh actually allowing yourself to follow those curiosities I think would be my number one thing uh, and another point actually that comes to mind is to start to take notice of how you feel when you're in certain spaces or doing certain things and the reason I say that is because I remember finding when I first started coaching and for the very first time in my life I would finish my work and I would feel more energized than when I began and never in my life had I experienced that I always felt like for sure significantly more drained after work than beforehand and I think that can be a real measurement of when we're in our sweet spot does this energize you or does this drain you and so asking that question as you are in that exploration phase of following your curiosities um, notice how your heart feels Notice how your body feels. Notice how energized or, or drained you might feel. I think, again, tapping into our body's wisdom uh, mm. can be a real guide for us and and show us, you know, what is meant for us so we can get out of our heads and stop overanalyzing and overthinking and trying to intellectually figure the whole thing out. And instead start feeling what we're called towards and start feeling uh, the pull, following those curiosities and, and noticing how we feel in each of these spaces. Oh, they are such, like two such great tools. I did a slight yes when you said follow your curiosity. <laughs> I saw that. Yes. Oh, because this is something like, that is one of my number one pieces of advice for people as well. I agree totally because um, when you don't feel connected to passion, curiosity is what leads you to passion. 
And that I was searching for passion for most of my life, had so many different interests and whatever, but it was only once I started, you know, taking the pressure off because curiosity is something everyone can tap into that it was such, it really did change things because it, you know, simply giving yourself the permission to follow your curiosities for starters and, um, and not being attached to what the outcome of that will be is a whole other way of, of living and um, and yeah, just so, so that it gives you the opportunity to, for magic and for miracles to happen in your life it really does. So thank you so much okay. for mentioning mentioning that. And also, um, yeah, I think that really noticing how we respond in certain situations and, and coming back to that body intelligence, as you said, that's something that's really overlooked and so powerful. So Thank you so much for all the wonderful pieces of wisdom and advice you've shared with us today. It's been such an excellent conversation. I really have loved this so much. So, Sammy, you're such an inspiration in all of these areas, the feminine, menstrual cycles, being a woman, sisterhood. And I'm so honored that you came on and have shared this space with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you, honey. Such a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate you having me. So there it is, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this beautiful conversation with Sammy all about the divine feminine, the power of being a cyclical woman, finding purpose, lifting each other up. Oh, so much heart-centered goodness here. And also the last episode for this season of the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate the finale of this series one. I'm so honored that you've been sharing this journey with me in whatever way you have, whether this is your first episode or you've been with me since day one. Thank you so much for coming along for this ride. It wouldn't be possible without you. This podcast is has been made to support you. So let's see it as a beautiful collaboration. Do let me know how I can continue to support you going forward. I also did a live uh, Instagram live this week with and Facebook live uh, with seven tips for building a community of people who uplift you. You can still find that on my Facebook page. And one of my recommendations was to attend a women's circle. If you notice any locally, do go and give it a try. It's awesome. I'm also going to start running myself some local, so in London, women's circles. So you can watch out for those when I share them on my Instagram and in my newsletter. Sammy and I would love to hear your takeaways from this episode. So why not take a screenshot now of you listening and tag us on Instagram at Sammy Sonia Fleming, and that's with the J and create a life that is beautiful to share the love. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this message, why not also share this episode with them? Tell them how much you love it and you think they'll love it too. That's what my friend did to me once upon a time and it it changed my life. I might not be where I am now if it weren't for an episode of a podcast, The Lively Show, being shared to me. I 100% agree with Sammy that there is so much power in the feminine energy and that we need to use both our masculine and our feminine. 
And if you want to explore these topics deeper, I invite you to join us in Embrace Your Feminine Essence. I'm offering two payment options. So you've got a payment plan and then an upfront plan, which was slightly cheaper. This will be the first time I offer this live. So if you want to be an original gangster, come and join us. I'm also offering the course at a discounted price that it won't be offered at again. So eight modules, four live coaching calls, eight guided meditations, a private Facebook community where we can all connect and get to know one another and share the experience together. So come join us. Trust the call, the curiosity. That's your intuition speaking to you. You can find the show notes for this episode over at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash Sammy Fleming as well as all the links to Sammy's details. And as I said, this is our last episode for the season. It's been such a magical journey with you all. Thank you for supporting the podcast, for sharing your reviews, sharing it with friends and sharing your love. I absolutely adore showing up here each week and I'm excited to come back for an even better season too. This gives you an opportunity now to catch up on some of the episodes you might have missed because I'm creating space for all of the month of July for Embrace Your Feminine Essence and the beautiful women who join me there. So I'll be back on the 2nd of August with another episode of season two. Until then, have a beautiful July and know that I love and appreciate you deeply. Come and connect with me over on Instagram or in my newsletter. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. If you feel called, I would love it if you could please take a minute to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. This helps other people like you find it. And I also invite you to take a moment to share this episode with a friend you know needs to hear it.